Seminar, Episode 74, Excuses and Crutches. So, the Oracristelli were a faction of the Oroc people, and you're telling me that they built this 350,000 years ago? Disbelief does not negate the fact of the matter. Converted to your solar Earth years, it has been 369,254 years since the Oracristelli created the Zerosh of this temple. Did the Oroc ever meet humans? From Earth? The soul system was determined not to be capable of life at the time the Arachniloho Congress surveyed the arm of the Hishul Galaxy. <sighs> I have no idea how long I'd been on that ship. Or how long it had been since that ship saw Earth, if it ever did! Zerosh does not know which ship Alice refers to. The one in orbit, I guess? <sighs> The big, huge mother ship that I came out of. I crashed here in an escape pod, and I've been wandering around for days. I'm just about out of rations. The ship Alice refers to has been in orbit of Arachniloho during the hibernation period of Zerosh. So this Byzantium, as you call it, it's been literally asleep until I woke you up? You don't even know what's been happening around you? The Oracristelli on this planet placed Zerosh into hibernation due to a cataclysmic event. All power was saved until parameters for reactivation were met. What were those parameters? Alice would not understand. They are not human concepts. No, that's not an acceptable answer. Humans are driven by narrative-based understanding. Yes, we learn through storytelling. The Oracristelli motivation cannot be explained in storytelling. Alice must learn to move away from such conventions. They limit perspective. Oh yeah? Prove it, you overgrown console. Zerosh has absorbed all of the pod computer database. Accessing supplemental database file for... Oh, my hands! Lewis Quinn was a writer, a novelist. All his life, Lewis had wanted nothing more than the time, the peace, the quiet, to be allowed to write. Hmm. Lewis liked to think he'd have eventually written several books, many novels, if not for the demands of a jealous wife. <sighs> yes, Patricia's jealousy had been Quinn's undoing, for the thing he'd wanted to do most had been taken away as cleverly and as painstakingly as a bulging wallet is lifted by a carnival pickpocket, <laughs> without Lewis even noticing it was gone, until it was too late. It had all started innocently enough in college. Lewis was sitting, as usual, by himself on a love seat at a student mixer when his trance was broken by a sudden movement at his side. Oof. <laughs> huh? What? I, uh, uh... Hello. Oh, good. You do talk. Uh, hello? Talk? Uh, yes, I... Because I've been over there watching you for the past several minutes, and I was afraid you were a mute or something. <laughs> no, I... I'm Patricia Kennedy. What's your name? Louis Quinn. Uh, hello, Patricia. Do you go by... Patty? Pat? Risha? <laughs> I just made up that last one. 
No, no, my parents saw fit to call me Patricia, so that's what I go by. I feel the same way. I hate it when people call me... Louie? Ah, I can tell that you and I are going to get along famously. Oh, uh, really? (laughs) How can you... Tell? Tell. Because of the way we respect our own names, of course. And also because of the way you're finishing my... Sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fun to have fun. What do you think, Trish? I like it so far, Huey. This opening bit is similar to how we met. Yeah, pretty cool, right? I do not finish your sentences. <laughs> no, you do not finish my sentences. Mm-hmm. Are Lewis and Patricia going to get married the same way we did? Never mind, don't tell me in advance. Are you going to let me keep breeding it as you go? Sure, I like having a sounding board to confirm what I already know. That I am a genius. (laughs) Oh, come on. That was funny. Better get back in there, mister. Hell yes. I think we're experts at this married thing already. (laughs) 24 hours in bed, eight mind-blowing orgasms. Shall we go for nine, mister? (laughs) Oh, pretty soon. We need to eat. And I want just an hour to myself sometime today. A whole hour? For what? Well, if you don't mind, I've got a wonderful idea for a story, and I want to jot down a few... On our honeymoon? Lewis, what on earth? Patricia, it's only an hour. You knew when we met that I'm a writer, and a writer's gotta write, okay? Well, I think that a virile, sexy, newlywed husband would have something else on his mind. <sighs> look at me, Lewis. Hmm? Doesn't this look better than some old computer keyboard? Come here, baby, and do something useful with those hands, hmm? I didn't know any better. I think you wrote that scene just to turn me on. Does it get any hotter? <laughs> Do you have some time? Five or ten minutes? Half an hour? Mm. The rest of the day? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Trish? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've really got to get back to work. Uh, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, rain check? the hell? At first, Lewis went along with Patricia's pleas because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. After all, she always seemed so sweet about it. Aw, you don't want to write now, do you? But there's a movie on TV that I want you to watch with me. But it didn't take long for her attitude to change. Lewis, I swear... If you tell me you'd rather write than spend time working with me in the garden, I'll scream. Here now, take this shovel and do something useful with those hands. Knock, knock, Mr. Hemingway. Trish, what do you want? Oh, I... I... Well, one of my cases settled out of court and I had some free time. Thought I'd look in And you, for the love of God, stop nagging me all the time. Wow. What the hell's gotten into you? 
I'll be back at my office when you decide you want to speak to me a little nicer. No, uh, Trish, uh, honey, wait. What's wrong with you? What the hell did I do? Uh, nothing, nothing, baby. It's, It was just... I was in a crucial spot in my story, and you surprised me. That's all. Are you sure that's it? Well, sure. What else could it be? Lewis's desperation grew. Prevented from pursuing his dream at home, he found himself fired from job after job after being caught writing on company time. It took a while for him to find a new job as a mechanic's assistant at a garage, a job with no computer access. Well, I certainly hope you don't spoil things with this job. Thanks be to God you're finally learning that there are better things to do with your hands. Yeah, Mom. Nah, the job's okay. Funny thing happened with Stella, my assistant. She's new, but she came from a firm where she was assistant for several attorneys, so she always makes enough coffee for ten people. <laughs> what else? Well, I was saving this for last. Your very capable daughter is looking at a full partnership very soon. The Bridges murder trial was a huge win for us, and Jerry, the senior partner, stood me up in a staff meeting and called for applause. Yes, it's very exciting. Huh? Well, on the home front, things are kind of weird lately. Weird, I said. What? Well, for one thing, Huey's pretty much barricaded himself in the office where he's writing his novel, and I can't get anywhere near him without getting my head bitten off. He snaps at me and accuses me of nagging him. Uh-uh. No, I'm not. I swear I'm not. And frankly, he's starting to scare me. Eventually, Lewis, without realizing it, stopped thinking about writing altogether. But something happened around the time of their first wedding anniversary. Patricia said she was homesick and flew back to her parents' house in Chicago for an extended visit. For the first couple days, Lewis actually missed her. As the week progressed, he tried fighting the mounting temptation to write. On the Saturday before his wife's return, he gave in making a quick trip to Office Depot for some supplies. Getting back into it turned out to be easier than he thought. With Patricia expected back sometime Monday, Lewis worked tirelessly. Nearly overcome by exhaustion, he still had enough energy to find what he thought was a decent enough hidey-hole for his manuscript before he went to bed. He awoke Monday morning feeling like a new man as he headed off to work at the garage. Hi, honey. Got a minute? No. Huey, wait. I haven't seen you in days. You're not eating. I have no idea if you're getting any sleep. You don't look good, baby. I'm worried Jesus about... Jesus H. Christ. Huh? Can't I take a piss in this house without having you make a teary-eyed production scene? Oh! For the love of God, Trish, I am working. I can't stop every time you need me to open a goddamn pickle jar or something. Now, if you don't mind, I've got work to do. Oh, Hugh! 
Louie! Holy shit! All that day, Louis thought about what he had done. He believed that he'd finally written the best work of his life, but he'd also come to the realization that there would soon be a showdown with Patricia. Maybe, he thought, if she would just read his work, she'd change her mind. His hopes were high as he arrived home and walked in. I'm home, hon. Did you have a nice trip? Um, I was walking up the drive and smelled smoke. Is someone burning leaves? What are you looking at me like that for? Did something happen? Did something happen? I don't know, Lewis. What do you think might have happened? Jeez, I don't know. Oh, what's the matter, hon? Are your parents okay? Leave my parents out of this. I'm talking about you, Lewis. Do you have something to tell me? What? What on earth are you babbling about? I haven't seen you for a week. What would I have to tell you? What would I... Oh. Yes, that's right. I come home after a week and discover that you wasted I don't know how long writing your stupid stories. Patricia! Writing your stupid stories. After all this time, you'd think I might have convinced you that there were better things, more useful things to do with your hands. But no, you go behind my back and deceive me. Now listen, just calm down. I can explain. No, there's nothing to explain. Nothing. Well, well, just how did you find out about it anyway? The proof's right here, Lewis. I get home and start cleaning up the mess you left behind in the kitchen. And what do I find in the trash? These. Wrappers to reams of printing paper. Um, it's just... You see, What I... a fool I was to have spent the last year trying to make you into a better man just to have my efforts wasted. If I can't even trust you not what to... What the hell are you talking about? You can't trust me? Just how did I break your trust? You weren't even here. I wasn't taking time away from you. Where... Oh, shit. You won't find it there. What? did you do with my manuscript? What did you do? Remember how you smelled smoke when you got home? You didn't. You couldn't. Go look in the barbecue grill. And I deleted the files from the computer, too. No husband of mine is going to waste his life writing stupid stories. You bitch. You evil bitch. How could you do this to me? It's all I've ever wanted to do. How could you steal that from me? You, you thief! What did I ever see in you, you goddamned evil bitch? Serves you right. How could you do something like this to me? I've spent more than a year molding you into somebody who can earn an honest living, and... What are you doing? No, get back. Get away from me. No. <gasps> uh, no. 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 Lewis. No. <sighs> well, hello, stranger. Are you finished with your project? I don't mind telling you that you had me pretty upset. I've never seen you act like this. 
Mrs. Gwynn. I'm the staff psychiatrist. I'm sure they've told you your husband is going to recover from his physical wounds, but I'm equally concerned about his mental state. Doctor, can you tell me what happened to my husband to make him attack me? Has anyone looked at the bruises on your throat? They look pretty severe. Yes, I should be okay soon. Doctor, tell me. Well, a preliminary examination of Huey leads me to think that he became so obsessed with his story and came to identify so strongly with the main character that he became convinced that you were trying to keep him from writing, just like the character's wife. The story took over Huey's reality, you see. And after he'd written that final scene, well... <gasps> Do you think he'll recover, Doctor? Mm-hmm. Cases like your husband's are rare, but I've run across them in my time. I think he's got as good a chance as anybody. I hope his novel makes a million dollars. What's that? Good divorce lawyers are expensive. Um. And as his wife's last breath left her crushed windpipe, Lewis dropped Patricia to the floor, wiped his palms on the seat of his pants, and turned on the computer. He smiled grimly to himself and swore that anyone, anyone, who tried to keep him from working would get exactly what Patricia got. Aside from his writing, it was the most useful thing he could do with his hands. tropes in human storytelling. It doesn't mean I'll lose myself and literally believe I'm in the middle of experiencing something you describe. I mean the student, he... Wait. Student. Alice has grown agitated. Heart rate levels elevated. I can't believe that I got so distracted that I forgot about the student. He wasn't in the escape pod when I came to. His hollow projector was gone. He must have landed somewhere else. Zerosh has not detected active hollow signatures within immediate vicinity. But, but you can look for the signatures, though. If we, I, I don't know, if we, if we expand your search radius? If he's active and out there, I have to find him. He's my responsibility. The temple has significant damage and deterioration from the passage of time. To search a larger amount of the planet, Repairs are needed. Then teach me how to do that! The student is not an organic or familial relative of Alice. Look, just trust me. I don't want a guilty conscience, and I want him here. Zerosh will comply. Good. Then tell me where to find the tools I need and find a story for me to listen to. Something driving, something with intensity and suspense. That should get my mind off things. Activating file. Talk to me. we actually do this? Sit at a cemetery late at night. Check. It's meant to be the easiest way to channel the spirits of those past. According to the instructions, we all place our index finger on the planchette. Plan what? Planchette. The indicator. 
the bit of wood sitting in the middle of the board. Miles, can you shine the flashlight on the board and stop mucking around? This won't work if we aren't being serious. We all need to believe. Yeah, and we need to tap into our spirituality to connect to her together. Or it definitely won't work. Define tapping into your spirituality? I don't know. Thinking about her. The relationships we had with her. Feeling her energy. That kind of thing. I can feel her. I think I can, too. Wait, are we actually expecting this to work? We should at least really try, Miles. Well, I'm here, aren't I? Yes, and I'm grateful for that. I know you don't believe. But that doesn't mean you can just mess around the whole time. This is important to me. You didn't have to come, remember? Sorry, really. I'm sorry. I'm serious. Let, let's do this. Do we call her name? Just wait. We don't want to be too forward. Spirits, this is a safe place. We are seeking contact with Amethyst Small. This is freaking me out. Nothing's even happened. Yeah, but the idea of contacting her is really weird. Oh, welcome to the party, Violet. To quote... You didn't have to come, remember? No. I'm happy to be here. She was one of my best friends. But I'm getting freaked out. What if we contact her? What if we do summon the dead? I wouldn't get too worked up about it. Miles, if you don't believe, then it won't work. Why do you need to believe for it to work? Do ghosts take offense if you question their existence? Wouldn't you think that it would work if people didn't believe? You know try to convince the non-believers that they're real? That makes more sense to me. You just need to give in to the spiritual flow. Believe it or not. The spirituality is flowing. Just shh! The both of you! Hey, what are you going to say to her? If you could, I mean. Sorry. For what? I think we both know. Don't make her say it. But that wasn't your fault. You don't need to apologize. You aren't the high ruling judge of if an apology is needed or not. I feel like I need to say sorry. If it will help, then I think you should. Violet, do you have any of your own thoughts? Or are they all variations of Amethyst? Hey, whoa. She was being a good friend and supporting me, Miles. That's more than I can say for you. I am supporting you. I'm not going to blindly agree with you, though. You weren't at fault. How could you know? I don't care who is at fault. I want to say sorry for my part in it. And if we don't contact her? What then? At least I can say I tried. After this, I think you should try to work it out. Professionally, I mean. See a therapist or something, but this is the last time I'm coming to a graveyard. I'm worried, Amathea. Well, I think it's good you're trying. It'll make it easier to move on. I don't know if I can ever truly move on. Just promise me after this you'll get help. All right. I promise. But I can't guarantee... Stop. I'm just explaining. How am I gonna... No, stop. I I think I felt something move. What? Shit! I felt it too! 
Oh god! What the hell? I, I wasn't expecting this to actually happen. Say something! Um, is this Amethyst? It landed on... Yes! How do we know for sure it's her? I'll ask some questions that only she would know. God, what if it's not her? Whoa, whoa. How about we not go down that road just yet? How old were you when you died? It knows. Lucky guess? Nineteen isn't the most common age to die. Look, I don't think we'll ever know for sure if it's her, but this thing is moving. I think she'd take the opportunity to say what you wanted to say. This could be your only chance. Just say it or don't. But I hate this. I'm getting scared. Okay. Amethyst, if it is you, and I think it is, I just... I want to apologize for that night. I will never forgive myself for leaving you. I will be punished forever with you as my phantom limb. A constant pang of pain where you once were. I am sorry. I love you. <laughs> oh, I'm all there. I, I didn't realize you felt so at fault. Uh, I, I just hope she heard me. It, it's moving again. I want this to stop now. Everyone, put a finger on it. it it's making a word. I. F. O. R. G. It stopped. It stopped. I for. I for. I think she was going to say, I, I forgive you. Really? Even you believe it was really her? I really do. I feel something dark around me. Do you feel it? No, I don't. I don't know. Kind of. Maybe we should just go. No. I can feel something bad. I feel hot. And I... I... What is wrong with her? I don't know. She's like hyperventilating. Violet, are you okay? I can feel it. Feel what? I can feel her. I think being in this graveyard is getting to you. You're just freaking out. We should go. Yeah, come on, guys. Let's go. You want to leave me again, Amalthea? What? Okay, I'm freaking out. This was your idea, Amalthea. Your idea. So don't you dare leave me again. What do you mean? Leave you again? Jesus, this is insane. Can we go? Leave me. Go. It's what you did last time, remember? Didn't you come here to try and apologize? There's nothing moving the board. This is all bullshit. We all saw it move. No. What do you mean? It moved. The... the planchette. It was me. What? I thought if you had a chance to apologize, it would give you some closure. But it was fake? Were you going to let me believe I spoke to my dead twin for the rest of my life? That's so messed up. I just wanted you to be happy. You mean you wanted me to get over it quicker for you? Don't you dare make this about me. I swear it was for you. It seemed like the only way you would move on. Violet, 
Are you okay? Can you hear me? I may not have moved the board, but I am here. <laughs> We should go. This is too much. Why won't you talk to me, Amalthea? You woke me from my dreamless slumber. So go on. Try and ease your mind. Oh. Oh. I'm so confused. Amethyst? <laughs> you worked it out. Oh. No, it's you? It isn't her. She's having a psychotic break. But, but, but I, th I think it might be her. Oh, my God. Look! Ah! How the hell is she... Violet! We have to help her. I, I can't... I can't reach her. She, she's just going higher and higher. How is she flying? She's not. She's, she's like... Uh, Levitating. Still don't believe me, Miles? What? Violet, can you hear me? Amethia, we need to go and find help. Amethyst, what do you want? I want you to talk to me. You don't sound like you used to. You seem harsh. Because the soul does not remain the same. I'm not who I was before I died. I don't have the same attachments. The same feelings or the same manner. They're unnecessary where I am. And so they die. All right. I just wanted you to know that I am sorry for leaving you that night. And I love you and miss you every day. You were my best friend. You may be sorry, but you are to blame. Hey, she is not at fault. What would you know? I happen to know she is to blame. I am dead because of her, while she is still living. <laughs> I am. I am to blame. Yes, you are. And I am glad you can admit to that. I don't want to hear sorry. I want something else. Stop! Almathia, don't listen to her. Let's go. What, what do you want? I want you to come with me. But I... She fell! Call an ambulance! Violet, squeeze my hand if you can hear me. I don't know what happened. There's so much blood. It's, it, it's mostly from her nose. Maybe from the impact of the fall? It's coming from her ears, too. Oh, and her eyes! We have to call for help. Now. I... Oh, my! She's talking! Miles, she's talking! Violet, can you hear me? Yes? Violet! What the hell? Do, do you remember what happened? Help. Yes, of course I know. I can't leave without her. Don't say things like that. I'm taking you, Althea. Are you ready? Ready to make it up to me? I am. Amethia! <gasps> oh, no! No! 
Wake up! Please, please wake up! Miles? Violet! Almathea. She's... She's... What? She's dead. But how? I don't know! Amethyst, I, I think we... I think we contacted her, and she's taken Amathea from us. But that's impossible! I know! I know! Only it did happen! She was so obsessed with contact, dear, to say sorry. God, why did I go along with this? This can't be real. She is dead! Should have made her get help. She always refused. She always said that wouldn't make things right with Amethyst. Did she get to apologize? She did. But the Amethyst she knew as her sister was gone. The spirit was dark, evil. Almathea would have done anything for forgiveness. Anything. And so she gave her life for it. Thank you for illustrating my point about how terrible a guilty conscience can be. Man, this thing just doesn't want to open. Has Alice murdered a relative? No! That's not the... Uh... <laughs> I miss you, student. At least you understood me. Okay, that's the last of the sensor enhancers. Go ahead and run the scan, Zarash, and I'll be inside to see the results. Scan commencing now. Hang in there, student. If you're out there, I'm gonna find you. Featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Alice and Aiden Rudd as Zarash. In Oh, My Hands, Joe Stopko as Huey, Dave Morgan as Lewis, Maureen Boutier as Trish. Rebecca Thomas as Patricia, and Keith Morrison as the psychiatrist, written by Pete Lutz. And in Talk to Me, James Olivia as Miles, Maureen Boutier as Violet, and Susan Evans as Amalitha, written by Gabrielle Phelan. Directed by Paul Brueggemann. Shorts edited by Susan Bridges. Rapper script by Susan Bridges. Rapper script and story by Catherine Pride. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin McLeod. Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar, co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production is copyright 2017, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next, on an all-new seminar. Stanley, I've been looking for you. It's never a good time to get lectured by your boss. I hope you have some good news on the Perkins report. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh... I can't stress this enough. It's a huge account, Stanley. 
can't mess this one up. I need it on my desk no later than Monday. Especially when your project is due on Monday. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Just working on the Perkins report. Due Monday, after all. And then... It isn't as cold here as I thought it'd be. Everyone talks about that. Well, that and the sun. No one expects the sun. No one actually knows what death looks like. I'm dead, right? Well, I'm not the ghost of Christmas yet to come, my appearance notwithstanding. I thought my life would flash before my eyes. I guess no one will ever know. Mortals have a grotesquely distorted version of me. It's your fault I look like this, not mine. You can make me into whatever you want. And then... It's been gone a while. Where do you think it is? What might it be doing? I don't know. We have access to the same information. So if one of us can't make the determination, the other isn't going to do any better. Oh, that's ridiculous, and you know it. I... We split ourselves into two separate entities. Different strengths and personality traits. We now approach things and learn differently. And this week, we're going to truly become two different personalities. Find out what happens when Seminar, Episode 75, comes out on June 28, 2017. Only at PendantAudio.com.